You're listening to the Mom Mindset Podcast. As a mom, I know that you face challenges every day, but I also know that those challenges don't have to steal your joy and confidence as a parent. Each week, we'll adjust the different challenges and mindsets that moms face and show you how to overcome them so that you can thrive in every season of life. After all, you are the best mom for your child. What's up, mom friends, and welcome back to the Mom Mindset Podcast. I'm excited to be here with you today because we're going to be talking about a topic that a lot of young parents struggle with, and that is the topic of milestones. Now, I've joined a lot of mom groups in the past couple of years. Some were to learn from other people, and some were just to find out, like, hey, what are other moms going through? What did they want to hear about? Um, And one of the big topics that comes up quite frequently in these groups Uh, is milestones. So for example, I'm in one group that's on baby led weaning, which if you're not familiar with that, it's where you skip purees and you let your kids feed themselves. So you in the group, you're usually just learning how to like slice things correctly, cook things correctly, just to make sure that it's it's safe for your child to learn how to eat that way. And part of the the process is that they want you to feed your kid like with a fork and with a spoon with the full knowledge that they're not going to use it right away so people will hop on there and they'll be like hey i've been doing this for like a month or two is it okay if my kid isn't using the utensils yet and it makes me laugh every time i see it and if you were that mom i'm i'm sorry i'm not laughing at you but um the fact that moms are getting so worried about this at, at seven or eight months, I think, tells me something about the way that we view milestones, because I was getting nervous at a year that my my son wasn't using utensils and he continued to not really use fork, spoon, whatever until he was almost two. Now, now he's a perfectly normal three year old, almost three year old who can use his fork and his spoon very well. He's very good at it. He still chooses his hands occasionally, but you know what toddler doesn't. Um, so he's fine. But, you know, I'm looking at these moms who are just genuinely concerned and I'm feeling like, man, we have a very interesting view toward milestones. We put a lot of weight into milestones. You know, uh, I know some moms will ask questions like, oh, is it okay if my six-month-old isn't sitting up on their own yet? Generally, six months is kind of an accepted milestone for sitting up on their own. But it's not the end-all, be-all. It's like there's like a range from like five to eight months or something where it could take up to that long for your child to learn how to sit up and it still be perfectly normal. Uh, the same thing with moms who are concerned that their two-year-old should be potty trained. Well, yes, you know, a number of two-year-olds are potty trained, but I know three and four-year-olds who are still working on perfecting that. So when we look at milestones, we tend to look at them as like there's one date, and if my child doesn't do it by that date, then there's something wrong. And of course, I've been talking about babies, but you could really put anything in there um, for you parents who have school-aged children. Maybe it's that you want your child to start reading by a certain age or learn all of their colors or be able to count to 100 by a certain age. Um, And these milestones are good. You know, they're good indicators that can help us identify if there's an area where your child could use some extra support. But again, it's a range and there's a wide range of normal. And normal is also just a little bit different for every kid. Um, You know, personally, I've found that my kids have developed on like almost opposite. So Valerie, my daughter, has much better fine motor skills than my son and always has like even now he's still working on how to get those little pieces up and she's been doing that since eight months when she just was ever so detail oriented and would grab the little tiny beads that my son spilled and I'd have to snatch them out of her hands 
at the same point, she is still not super steady on her feet at almost uh, almost 18 months, getting close. And I felt like Joseph, once he learned how to walk 14, 15 months, he was off. Like he was running, he was barely wobbly. He did great. So they're kind of just oper- uh, they're developing on different scales and different times. And that's okay because I can tell like, all right, Valerie, your gross motor st- skills are still coming along. But look at you go, girl. Like you can, your fine motor skills are amazing. And oh, Joseph, you're still working on fine motor skills, but your language has just exploded. Basically, what I'm saying is your kid will eventually hit all of these milestones, you know, and if there is a moment where you realize, man, my kid isn't hitting this milestone, my pediatrician's concerned, I'm concerned, there are things that we know how to do to help sort them out, to help our kids um, overcome them and kind of get back on track. So why do we worry so much about milestones? Well, the first reason is because obviously, you know, we want our kids to be healthy and strong, right? Um, You want your child to have the absolute best. You want them to thrive. You want them to even be seen by others as an exceptional kid because in your eyes, they're absolutely amazing. Um, So we worry about that. And that's a great time if you're worried about your child's health and development to bring that up with your pediatrician, talk to them, figure out if your child needs some extra help uh, or if, you know, maybe it's something you can wait and see. I know several parents who have been concerned about something and their, their doctor just wasn't as concerned as they were because they've seen multiple kids come around and hit those milestones eventually. Um, or maybe, you know, you're just feeling prompted by the Holy Spirit that you you need to take a certain preventative step or get some extra help or, you know, use um, one of my favorite online accounts is Speech Sisters. You know, use their account to help your kids start talking. So there are all sorts of things that you can do both by direction of a doctor and by the Holy Spirit to help make sure that your child is healthy and strong. But I think there's also a secret side to this sort of milestone competition where Well, we want the absolute world for our kids. We want them to thrive and be amazing. We also sort of want the world for ourselves. We also want our child to sort of affirm that we're doing a good job. And when our kid walks and talks, we feel like, okay, I'm okay. If my child is meeting their milestones, if my child is normal, I'm putting in quotes, then I'm okay, then I'm doing what I have to do. You know, we're afraid that a baby who's maybe too skinny or too large or who talks or walks late or hasn't learned how to use a spoon is a reflection on our choices and our parenting. And when it comes to these things, I just we are not that powerful. Okay, of course, you can do things, you know, obviously reading to kids has a notable, well-researched effect on their development. Um, Helping your child learn how to walk can help them move along a little bit faster, but there are also just some things where your child is naturally going to be ahead of the curve or behind the curve. I have a friend who has had extremely small babies and small kids, healthy, but very small and very petite. And me, on the other hand, my two-year-old has been passing for three for like the last nine months. You know, we, we both breastfed, we both did baby led weaning, um, we both, you know, exercised our kids regularly, but somehow they ended up growing totally different. I mean, her kids walked at eight to nine months and mine walked at like 12 to 14 or 15 months. They're just different. It's just a different way of developing. So basically what I'm saying is neither of those situations were a reflection on, on me or my friend. The way your baby walks, talks, eats, etc., it's not a reflection on you. They're their own person. They're working out their own unique ways to do things. 
I remember going to the doctor when I, with Joseph when he was about 11 months old, and my doctor said, so he's probably pointing and starting to say a few words, right? And all of a sudden, I panicked. I had this like mom tightness to show up in my chest where I was like, oh my goodness, something's wrong. And I said, uh, actually, no, not really. He's not really doing that. And honestly, I did not worry about it at all until I suddenly realized that those were both milestones. You see, then I was suddenly concerned. I was like, oh my goodness, is he having too much screen time? Are we not reading enough? Should we be playing with different toys? But then I took a step back and I said, okay, this is my son. I'm doing what I know how to do. You know, I've, I've researched good things to do with your kids and it's still early. He's actually not behind the milestone for anything. He's just sort of at around the time where it shows up. He's moving at his pace. I'm gonna let him, let him keep moving at his pace, support him and just see what happens. And sure enough, he started meeting his language milestones, barely, honestly, for the next like six to eight months. And then it just, it clicked and he understood language and he went from like five words to 50 words in what felt like overnight. It was absolutely crazy. But through that whole experience, I learned that I need to, first of all, trust myself and trust that if, if I'm not worried, if my mom's senses aren't tingling, that we're probably okay. We can probably keep doing what we're doing, especially, you know, when my doctor said that, he just sort of said it very passively when I said, no, not really. He just moved on. Like he wasn't concerned. He was just kind of thinking, okay, this is the time when we might start to see that. Um, so I started to realize that I can't control everything that my child does. And I think this is a very important lesson for us new moms to get because, you know, life only gets more unpredictable from here. As babies, you have a lot of, we have a lot of control over our kids. We have a lot of control over what they do, what they watch, what they read, um, how often they exercise, what they eat. And it's like over time, we're gonna have less and less control. So the more we start to realize that like, we don't have control over everything that happens in our lives, the sooner we can start to learn how to be at rest and at peace with those moments, okay? So instead of worrying and fretting about whether your child is, is on track or if they're okay or if you're doing enough, take a step back and rest in the peace of God, okay? All the worrying and fretting cannot add a single day to your life or to your baby's life, but it can rob you of joy in the little moments, okay? It can make you feel like instead of just enjoying playtime, you like have to pull out the magnet letters and work on letter sounds, or instead of just enjoying tummy time and watching your baby explore, you have to be like on the lookout for any possible sign of a flat head, or you have to make sure that they have the right kind of enriching toys, because if they don't, then they're gonna be behind. First, also, it's not a race. I should have said this earlier. It's not a race. For some reason, a lot of these milestones come up and we start to think that the low end is like the late end of the milestone, okay? The milestone for kids talking is like one word at age one. That's the milestone. That means it's what 50% of kids are doing. That doesn't mean that if your kid doesn't have one word by age one that they're behind. It just means they're in the other 50%. That's totally normal. Half of other kids are like that. But because we have this culture where we put out on the internet all of our successes and very, very few of our failures, we start to think, okay, if my child hasn't met the same milestone as so-and-so's child, then they're behind. And that must reflect something on me and what I'm doing. She must be a better mom than me. Uh, her child's gonna be further ahead than mine. It's not a competition. Everybody's kid's gonna learn to walk. Everybody's kid will learn to talk eventually. It's not a competition, okay? It's not like the kid who walks first is guaranteed to be 
an Olympic runner. That's not the way it works. It's much, much more complicated in their genetics and whatever than that. Um, so let's just stop comparing. Let's stop worrying about where other people are and enjoy the moments with our kids. Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never bears, never fails to bear fruit. So it's not that we don't go through stuff with our kids. It's not that they're never going to be sick or never behind, quote unquote, in some area. It's that we know where we're planted. We know that the Lord's on our side. We know that we have access to God, that we can always bring those worries and those cares to him. And he is going to support us. He's going to give us the answers in prayer. He's going to speak to us through the Holy Spirit, comfort us by the Holy Spirit. And with him, we thrive regardless of the season. You see, that's the good news. The good news, even though it doesn't sound like it at first, is that you were never enough on your own. You were never a good enough mom for your child on your own. But Christ in you is always enough. He is all sufficient. God made you to be your baby's mom. And if your baby, your child, your toddler, your teenager needs some extra attention or some extra support, then he's going to equip you for it. He's going to equip you to help them find the right resources, to advocate for them, to stand up for them. Whatever it is that your child needs, he will equip you for that. He'll lead you through that. Today, my message for you, Mama, is that your worth as a mother is never dependent on your child's success. It is in how you support them along the way. And if you're listening to this podcast, then I know that you are crushing it. I know you want the best for your child. I know that you're working on yourself, that you want to be the best mom that you can be, the mom that God created and destined you to be, and you are well on your way. So today, give yourself a break. Give yourself some grace and say, whatever is worrying me about my child, it's in the hands of God. I can trust him with my child because you know what? We're going to have to trust him with our children for years and decades to come. So it's good practice. Parenting is good practice for those things. It's good practice for letting go of control and learning how to go with what comes and to pray through those situations so that they turn out for our good. So I pray that this conversation today about milestones was encouraging to you, that it blessed you. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, send it to a friend who you think might need to hear it. Send it to a friend who's a new mom. Send it to someone who's going through something with their kid. I really believe that this word is going to bless somebody out there. So until next time, I want you to remember that you are made to be a mother and you are the best mom for your child. Talk to you all next week.